Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Rate, review, subscribe, whatever platform you listen on. We appreciate you for doing so and all of you who already have. So, Welcome. Uh, well, it ain't looking good. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not looking good. Uh, we, are going to, um, we are going to be here after every game. We are going to try to still do our pre-games. But, folks, it doesn't look good. What we're going to do <laughs> is probably change up the podcast a little bit. Talk to James yesterday. We're going to be doing a basketball preview soon. I know Tyler wanted to come on. I want to thank everybody, who's whoever is listening right now, okay, after the loss to Liberty. Whoever is listening right now, let me tell you, you're hardcore, and we love you. You are our favorite people, okay? Yes. So, um, That's we, a fan like me. Fans it, like it, us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very true. And we appreciate it. So, um, you know, obviously, it's going to be tough to come here. I and Look, I'm just going to be – I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just being realistic. It doesn't look good. Um, it seems, you know, we're going to do the good, bad, and the ugly. We're going to get Joe's thoughts. You're going to hear from us. We're going to hear from you and fan feedback. We're going to still do all that stuff. We're still going to have fun with that. But we're going to have to, we're going to, have to mix it up a little bit. So um, right. we, are, <laughs> we are going to do so. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, as, as you know, we got Clemson next. Well, what kind of preview could we really give you for Clemson that you don't already know? I don't know. I have no idea. So. Yeah. I mean, 73 to 7 enough for you? <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the uh, spread comes out today. It's 37 and a half points opening up. You know, people are going to jump all over that. It's going to be up to, I said it was going to be up to 42 by the time we did our, uh, our, our preview for Clemson. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. You know, we're told to keep the faith, keep the faith. Well, I mean, I'm all I'm all out of I'm all out of faith right now. I need to see. Okay, this isn't this isn't God we're talking about. This is Syracuse football. And right. what I see well, is not giving me much faith. Therefore, I need to see. Okay? Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. Um I think that's gonna kinda have to go to another you're going to have to have your own kind of thought process when it comes to that because you hey. could still have faith in the future of this team. I oh, don't know if yes. you could I'm have talking faith. about this year. Yeah, I'm talking about like maybe just going into next week, you know. this Maybe I'm not even about like because other things can happen, right? I mean, you saw NC State. Their quarterback went down yesterday. You don't know how bad that is. Um, and just a couple injuries like that, stuff kind of starts to mount up. We start to get some guys back, like you said, and like we did last year. We could sneak out a couple wins at the end of the year. Uh, but going into to this this matchup coming up, I I don't see the faith. I don't, uh, uh, well, I'd like to meet yeah. you if it's there. Well, we'll see how they do. We'll, we'll see how they do and, and, and respond. And, and does, does Dabo even... And this is going to be very close to watching a um, preseason NFL game, you know, where you get the quarterback some reps maybe through halftime and then just, you know, figure, change right. it up a little bit, something like that. Man, I, well, I, a lot I don't can know. Happen. A lot can happen over one year, right? So, again, a season isn't lost, right? Uh, you get a chance to 
be able to get some of these guys in there. Uh, it's the same reason why coaches, I mean, both bowl games are so, so important. And it's important to get to a point where we're going to a bowl game every year because you get those extra practices. You get to get some of those younger guys out there that maybe might be under that four game threshold where it's not going to have any type of circumstances uh, towards the guy's red shirt. Uh, it's all about getting guys ready for next year, but also obviously sending the uh, the seniors out the right way. But with this year, with 2020, uh, nothing is even I'm, it's just one of those things. I'm just throwing it out there like nothing is normal in 2020. And I'm just going to chalk it up as that and try to just try to take as many positives as I personally can out of it. I know Rex Culpepper, he's going to be getting the starts here for, you know, for the foreseeable future anyway, at least this weekend. But just to have these young guys go down to Clemson and play Clemson at Clemson, uh, especially you know, this team and stuff. Um, I'm not saying it's going to look pretty. It actually is probably going to be pretty ugly, but that type of experience and that type of those type of games are necessary for, for kids to grow. I mean, I've seen plays where some of these guys, these younger guys, they're in the right spot. They're, they're doing the right thing and they just can't make the play just basically because they're three, four years younger than a guy and they're just not strong enough. Um, and, and that's what that happens in college. This is an NFL where everybody is, was Equal a stud strength, at college. Sure. Right. And everybody is, is got the size and, and stuff like that. So, um, that's got to frustrate and, and, you know, being an athlete and I'm sure, you know, even, I mean, you played some sports too. It's, it's frustrating when you get handled and, especially when you get handled and you know it's because it was a strength thing or this or that. And it's something that, you know, it's, I just got to put time in and I just got to put that work in and I'll be able to make that play and I'll be able to stand out. And, um, that's kind of what I hope that this year kind of breeds into, um, into this team. Uh, we're going to see, like, as you can see, even going into winter sports, they're allowing what an extra year or something like that. The NCAA like granted something. Yeah. So, um, at, at Nicole Arbach from The Athletic, yeah, she tweeted something out earlier in the week. The NCAA's Division One Council has voted to give an additional year of eligibility to winter sport athletes. Source told The Atlantic, just like fall sports athletes, doesn't matter how much or little anyone has played. So that's going to go for football, basketball, everything. So does that mean that is it, is that only for the people that like opt out? I th- or I would is- think it was the I, the details I could not find, but I would think it it would be for seniors and um, opt outs, right? That's the way it makes <laughs> sense, right? So well, yeah, but I mean, if you're a senior and you play the whole season, then why are you getting an extra year? Well, that's just how I that's how it's read. Right, right. No, I get it. I just, you know, and this stuff, and I'm, I'm sitting here just reading an, in, an Inside the Loud House um, article and um, by Neil Adler. And when I saw that, I'm like, so why again did Chris Blights not get his uh, his waiver? His waiver, like, yeah, it sucks. You're giving out free stuff. There shouldn't be during a year of, of COVID, you know, 2020. Um, you know, if you're going to give it to everybody, then I mean, why are you even worried about denying waivers and this, this, and that? You're granting people after they play a whole season still another year to play um you're going to be able to tweak some of the scholarship rules so next year there's going to be more people or players on teams other than scholarship players as far as over 85 so you're doing all that and you make a big deal about that but nonetheless like i said i think that it's going to help the young guys and hopefully it gets them motivated to become bigger and faster and stronger because realistically i personally think that as far as the players are concerned that's really that's really all they're missing. I see a lot of talented, um, headstrong uh, kids out there that are out there. Um, some obviously they're going to make mistakes, but for the most part, it looks like um, they're out there doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's just they're going against bigger, stronger, faster guys, and it's just it's to no fault of, of their own, you so know. From that to the penalties to, you know, well, Hannah Hannah just just jumping on that ball a little bit too squirrely. I mean, he could have recovered that fumble. It was right there in front of him. Instead, he just, like, it's just one of those freshman moves where, yeah, you know, he just, he could have had it, but he just, he just squirted it and it freaking went out of bounds, basically. So, yeah. And yeah. I mean, you have Rex Culpepper, who's, you know, no, yeah. and like I said, I mean, I said it, I was a little, I don't want to say tough on him. I mean, mean, but more or less tough on him um, after the, uh, the Duke game. 
Um, and then I was a little bit more like, okay, well, he's kind of the only guy that knows the offense, kind of probably the only guy that's physically strong enough uh, and mentally strong enough to take this kind of beating against some of these teams that were going to be coming up, uh, you know, and give him a chance. And I, I, don't, I don't think he played awful. Uh, but I mean, his QBR was 27.9 and, um, I don't really think the play calling helped him out that much as well. So there's more than just the fact that we have lack of depth. There's multiple issues, but again, like everything else and I'm just going to blame it on COVID 2020. Keep it moving. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard a little bit from us. Let's hear from coach and then you'll hear from us again and then we'll hear from you. Here's coach. Oh, you start at the obvious parts. The obvious parts is you can't win the football game if you can't stop people from rushing the football. And you have to continue to not only run the football better on offense, but you have to be consistent on third down. Now, you look at the stats of the game, neither team was good on third down. Uh, and then when you go to the fourth down, they were two for two and we were two for four. You get in a short yardage situation, you got to be able to convert. And you go through all, not, not all of them, most of the mishaps are either uh, a mental mistake or a physical mistake by mostly young people, but some veterans. And that's the disappointing part is the veterans part of it. And the penalties are from veteran guys. They're, they're, not, from a, they're not from a bunch of freshmen, which is disappointing. Uh, you know, they're unselfish penalties. I mean, those are guys that have to, you have to put your, drop your ego so the team can go forward and you can't get into a pushing match or some battle with some Yahoo that cost us 15 yards position. One of the reasons we're not getting better is that we're constantly changing over personnel. And as everyone else would say that's playing us, so what? That's part of the business. We have to find out what our personnel can do, and we've got to stay consistent. We have to stay consistent. Hey, we got a lot of young people playing, and it's going to have to get better. But... That same fan base saw guys beat Virginia Tech when they weren't supposed to be very good. So that same fan base saw what we did with Clemson, okay, when we weren't supposed to be very good. And the same, that same fan base saw six minutes and 45 seconds from winning the conference. So if they're going to be – I expect them to have faith, and I expect them to know that we're going to write it. But right now we've got a bunch of young guys playing and a bunch of old guys hurt. And that's the way it's going to be until we start getting some cats back and guys start getting better. We had trouble stopping the play up the middle, just like everyone else saw. And, and that's a play in their offense that you have to stop. And is it that simple? No, but to the, to the eye of the consumer, it's basically, yeah, there's a ball running up the middle and we had trouble stopping it. Until you stop that ball up the middle, you're not going to be able to stop anything. The Coach Montage is brought to us by our title sponsor. That is Bet Online. I just showed it to Joe like he cares. I don't know. Of course I care. Any, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Bet Online is a is a proud sponsor. I hope of this show, Ty Thoughts and Armchair Media. Look, football's in full effect. You know this, and with many teams strutting their stuff, the MLB, MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spread totals. Um, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair. It's here, the promo code Armchair at BetOnline.ag. Take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Okay, Joe. Yes, sir. Quickly, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, first, do you have anything to say about what Coach said? I mean, he, he I was trying to get you to stop because he was going to – we were touching on some of the things he was saying. So, Oh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, but, yeah, I think – yeah, we it's more the faith thing, really. Um, and I think that there's some things that are out there. Uh, again, um, read an article, Noon's Magician, don't know if you saw it, but John Casillo um, talking about if you always have faith, you never need results. And, um, again, it's just one of those things where I think it's funny oh. that once you get one good season or something happens like that, <clears throat> then all of a sudden it turns into the expectation, right? And we saw what happened 
with too big expectations when you had big turnover last year. And um, frankly, I, I, I mean, again, I'm all about, you know, there's reasons and not excuses. And of course there are some bad things. Everything's not perfect, but the reasons why we're losing games like this, um, I think they over, they're over basically the excuses and the bad, you know, maybe little coaching mishaps or penalties or lack of discipline or, you know, stuff that any team goes through anyway. But sometimes, you know, you can fight through that with depth and, and with, um, you know, with experienced players. So I just wanted to touch a little bit on that. I think that some people just get kind of, you know, blue in the face over it. And like you said, faith, 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 I need to see results. But again, um, it's not, we're not that far removed from a 10 and three season. And I think Tommy or, you know, everyone thought that Tommy might've been a little bit better than what he was, but I think there was a lot of the product of his environment because you saw what he did when he was in there with, with the players that Dungey was in there with. And honestly, I mean, just looking at the games, realistically, uh, we played against North Carolina and Pittsburgh. And I think we held both those teams under 175 yards, 150 yards rushing. Um, and that was when we had Cisco. Cisco. And you're you're had touching, you're touching on too much right now. You're touching on. You're, okay. You're, you're, right. you're, 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 you're treading into my waters here. I've already got that written right. down. Um, uh, no, I did not see that, that, that piece at noons. I was just basically touching on what Coach said in uh, his press conference. So, I mean, we hear a lot of the faith stuff. Look, right now, I, kn- I know what we got. I'm going to be ecstatic if, if we win. I think we can win. I don't really need faith in a football team right now. I, that's not what I need. I just want to see something. That That is my point. It's not for next year. It's not for Clemson. It's just like, just, you know, this year I want to see something. Like, yeah, we have not gotten better. With or without well, Tommy, even we with started. Tommy, we weren't getting better. But we were being depleted at the same time. It's an unfair, it's an unfair gauge because everything has been so different. Yes, every week. week every week. week. And it's yeah. an unfair gauge, okay? Yes. And I I get that. And that's kind of what I've been trying to tell some of the other Syracuse fans. But you do have to understand that some people don't want to hear that. And when it comes oh, yeah. down to have faith, have faith, well, I don't right now. For the rest of this year, I wouldn't be surprised if we went 1-10. in 10. And yeah. I'm, I'm just saying I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised. I think they, they might be able to pull something off. You know, there's a lot of football left to play. It, but my fear is because I didn't see them get better with Tommy, and it was something different every week. You know, I just – that's where I'm at. Yeah. We got I thought we got better with Georgia Tech. Um, I yeah. think we got lucky on the fact that – He's going to talk again. They got the, a bunch the of – The good. You know. The good. Numbers, but go ahead. <laughs> He's going to talk again, and it's so hard to shut him up. It's so hard. I can wave my arms. I can give the old wrap-it-up symbol with the one finger. He just doesn't no, listen. I'm not paying attention to you. Uh, the good. Rex yeah. Culpepper got some much-needed reps heading into the Clemson game. He's going to need those. We'll see what happens as far as putting in any kind of backup, but I don't know. I really don't know. Tyrell Richards is back again, and he led the Orange with nine tackles. Anthony Queeley, he he hauled in his first touchdown pass of his Orange career, and Marlo Wax got his first sack. That's the good, the bad. Uh, more missed opportunities. We kind of touched on it a little bit. A couple failed fourth and four, you know, fourth down conversions. The one after the fumble recovery, uh, we have just had this problem with not being able to capitalize on turnovers in your infield goal range. You're down seven to fourteen. I take the field goal there. I understand that it's it's I understand the risk and it's a it's a good risk to take right down there in that short yardage in that situation. But you ran it up the middle again. It's dumb. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, that's me. Um, the the um, the best ball thrown the day by Call Pepper was just flat dropped by Harrison. He 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 didn't help him out with that, and it could have. Who knows what could have happened? He was going in. He could have scored there. The ugly. Uh, to your point that you were just trying to make between um, Shedro Lewis, Peyton Pickett. And Malik Willis, the Flames gashed the orange for 338 yards. And since we've lost Cisco, here are the numbers. Okay? This was the point Joe was about to try to make. But he did make it. But here's the numbers. Cisco played against UNC and Pitt, right? They rushed for a combined 287 yards. The first game that Cisco did not play in was the Georgia Tech game. We won, but Georgia Tech rushed for 275 yards in that game. Now, add the last two games, being uh, Duke and Liberty, 
And in those three games that Cisco has not been in, the teams have racked up 976 yards. And it just goes to show you, to Joe's point, how important it is to have a veteran guy with the talent and skill level of Andre Cisco playing that rover spot to keep some of this run game in check. And although we were getting hit a little bit, um, you know, with the first couple of games, they're over, you know, 160, 150, something like that for each one. But Cisco kept it in check. Huge piece, huge, huge, huge piece. And everybody knows it. So what are they going to do when they play Syracuse? They're going to run the freaking ball. That's what they're going to do. Yep. And that's, that's we knew that that was Cisco's 3-3-5. You need to have those defensive backs physical coming up, uh, the rover coming up playing linebacker every once in a while, but you knew we knew that we needed them to come up and help in the run game. That's that's what makes the three three five works when you have the personnel to come up and do that. And I don't know how many people we had, players that we had that could do that. Obviously, it looks like Cisco, maybe Coley, might have been some of the only ones. Um, but again, there's a big difference between you know possible second round draft pick NFL guy guaranteed. Versus a true freshman, albeit Rob Hanna is doing the best that he can and he's, he's played good. But uh, when you see them side by side, there is a vast, vast difference. And obviously, we've seen it in the numbers. Oh, obviously. And Hanna did lead lead the team in tackles, I believe it was, against Duke, I think. Or was it the game? It could have been Georgia Tech. I think it was Georgia Tech. Georgia he had an interception, Tech. too. Okay. Yeah. And he played great. And look, there are guys trying to do... They're feeling big shoes, like we know this. To to my point about you know, just everything we've talked about since this episode started. Yeah, it's just one thing after another, and we've been heading down this road, and this is the culmination of just catastrophic injuries in poor situations. I've been saying since this whole since spring practice was canceled, and all this. I'm like, this is going to kill Syracuse. That like, if any team needs these types of reps in the off season, it's Syracuse. I mean, no, it's teams with coaching changes and coordinator sure. changes, scheme yeah. changes, anything like that. Right. right. You need to be able to know your personnel and know what they can do. And I think that that's had an effect on, um, a little bit of the three, three, five and probably why it's not as deep because we haven't been recruiting for that, um, defense. So that's probably why there's a lot of younger players playing, but also the offensive of coordinator, um, he's had a couple different quarterbacks and stuff like that. You got to get used to your personnel and know how to, 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 to call the, you know, the game and everything like that. And I thought there's bits and pieces and times when he called it for, you know, call pepper to manage the game. Well, but I just think that there's so many, like you said, that fourth, fourth, and you got to at this point you got to take points where you can get it. And this yeah, fourth you go and down whatever, seven, and, you go down ten, ten to fourteen, but you got points on the board, and you turn right. a turnover into three points. It's better than no points. At yeah, least you want to look at draw how something bad up. It is, right? At least right. draw what, something what, creative up. Well, we talked about it too with uh, with Duke, right? We lost what by fourteen, but we left what. Seven or ten points on the board, right? Yeah. And then with this game too, with the Taj Harris drop, and with that, you know, if we take that field goal in that fourth and whatever in the red zone, uh, then you're talking about another ten points, and it was a seventeen point game. So you get to the fourth quarter, and it's a one possession game. Things can get hairy. Things can happen. Oh, um, there, yeah. I mean, there's different there's there's different strategies for that. And Liberty's not on cruise control. And, and, and you watch. North Carolina come back on Florida State. Like some teams can come back by 17 points, but what Syracuse fan in their right mind on Saturday went into that fourth quarter thinking that we were going to win that game? Oh yeah, I mean nobody in in the team either, and there was frustrations on the sidelines as well. Uh, there's a screenshot of um, Taj Harris. Taj Harris. Given, given the old bird to the camera and stuff. And, you know, we haven't heard anything going on with that. But we all know Taj's history. And we know he gets frustrated. He wears his heart on his sleeve. And I don't have a problem. Passionate player. Yes, very much. And, and I don't necessarily have, like, a huge problem with that. It's just a bad look and a loss like that. It looks, like, sour. It's, it, you yeah, know, but... But, but we, he gets... He gets... he Like, he does get frustrated. And we've seen him kind of show up quarterbacks even sometimes right um, on the field when he doesn't get pass plays or he's open and he doesn't get a, a chance to make a play. All last but year with DeVito, him and DeVito were just were not on the same page. It was obvious frustration. But he's also just as hard on himself when he doesn't make a play. Well, I think you that's can see what some that of that well. is. Yeah. Right. I, I think yeah. a lot, that was, that's what a lot of it is. That was probably after he dropped that bomb. 
yeah, I don't even know when it was. I saw it after on, on social media. So right. anyway, um, it is what it is. Moving on. Um, let's proceed here. It is once again time to hear about... Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetOnline.ag. Football is in full effect. And with a lot of teams strutting their stuff, like Clemson, just <sighs> killing it. Um, and with MLB playoffs here, they're in full swing, no pun intended. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you could still get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads in totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. BetOnline.ag. Look, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game. Here we go. You, 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 we, we had the shears. We got the lawnmower 3.0. Now it's time for the weed whacker. That's right. The nose and ear hair trimmer that provides pri- propriety safe, safe skin technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The delicate holes being your, your nose and ears, guys. Uh, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system, and its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, just like the... Sh- just like the man- um, lawnmower 3.0 which makes for easy operation and cleaning it is the only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes now how many nose hairs can you cut in 90 minutes joe i mean how many All times can you use that thing like seriously nothing is going to stop the dust from entering your brain ever again you got 90 minutes of this thing okay <laughs> look 79% of partners polled admit that long nose hair is a turnoff, gentlemen. Okay? So, I, the number's a little disappointing to me. That 21% of people don't think long nose hair is a turnoff. But hey, I mean, to each his own, man. You dig nose hair, you dig nose hair. Right, Joe? Hey, man. It Some is what it is. It's all natural, right? <laughs> That's right. All right. Head over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack the weeds. Thank you, Manscaped. All right, so uh, we will start fan feedback. I didn't have my drop queued up, so I apologize. Look, fan feedback is where you go to leave your feedback. At the end of every game, we'll ask you for your thoughts. Go there. Leave your thoughts. I know a lot of you are not on social media, but you can always email at qsmilitia at gmail.com. You can do that too. So if whatever suits you, you know, I get those emails once in a while. Um, all right, yeah. look, this one is from my brother-in-law. He is not on social media, but he we do text every game. I asked him. He was a sit DeVito guy, bring on Culpepper. So I asked him nicely. And then I think this is a I think this is a I think this is a legitimate question, Joe. Right? Um, do you still feel like Culpepper 
that you would play Culpepper, rather have Culpepper play over DeVito? That's a legitimate question, right? Because we've been through this, right? Right. And he says to me, go Q's hoops. I would never abandon Q's football, but I simply can't stomach watching them this year. I'm stacking wood, and with this COVID and injuries and all the player opt-outs, I'll keep tabs, but I'm glad I don't have to host a podcast. <laughs> That's what he said. So, um, <laughs> so he just didn't want to say anything mean about a specific player. Basically. Or is he just saying that it doesn't really matter who's playing quarterback what, at this point? What he's exactly, I think so. I think he just he's over it, and I think a lot of fans feel that way. I really do. Um, yeah, and, they, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. There's still going to be us who's going to watch it every week. Yeah, and that's why I said, you know, anybody listening to this podcast right now, you are the hardcore of the hardcore. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. because not only did you watch them lose, you're coming here to hear about it. <laughs> right, right. So, well, I dude, mean, and some of these guys got two, three, four more years left. Uh, I want to see these guys, and I think Babers, what he talks about with younger guys and not having the same personnel out there all the time, you kind of need that to get continuity. And if you don't, if you don't have it, and it's always changing, then it's very hard to try to see what you got and get better with the players that you got. So, um, I, if they're young players, they're going to get better. And if we get experienced guys back from injury, then that's going to help as well. So, again, I just want to see improvement, just like you said, and see what we have looking forward to to the future. And who knows, maybe we do pull out a game like a Virginia Tech or a Clemson, um, like we did in seasons that Babers had um, when he first started. Um, yeah. So, anyway, at SU Vidala, he says, kind of wondering where Trill Williams was in the first half. And uh, Trey Williams, Trill's dad, uh, commented on it. He got he got in the fan feedback, and he said, honestly, he played the second half against my wishes. He didn't practice all week, but he had to try and help. So um, Trill obviously nursing an injury there. Maybe should have, would have, probably not played. So um, right. Let's see. Well, that's what it kind of looked like with a lot of the the guys, right? I mean, there were some linebackers that I didn't know were going to play, and it was like in and out and in and out. I mean, I saw Canton RQ play. I mean, I I think in the second half, I think you saw some guys kind of say, hey, I'm going to try to play because we need to try to win. And, um, I mean, kudos to them. Um, Obviously, (laughs) didn't really happen. But Trill went in there, and he tried to make a difference. And he he was somebody who, who definitely stuck out. That's for sure. Yeah, as he always does. You can tell when he's in the game, for sure. Right. Um, at Mackey underscore 62, he said, this is interesting. He said, Scott Schaefer was 22 and 28 vilified by fans and media and run out of town on a rail. Dino Babers will be 24 and 30 after losing to Liberty. So, I mean, those are just the numbers. So anyway, you know, I get it. Hey, Uh -uh. look, if you remember, I was somebody who, and I don't know if you do, but I was somebody who I definitely I was excited for the Babers hire. I was excited oh, when yeah. he got hired. Right. We but all were, at sure. the same time when he got fight, when, when Schaefer got fired, I was against it because it was like, you got to give this guy more time. Like this, you got to give him at least a certain amount of time. Um, I believe they only gave him three years. Right. Or was it four? Um, you got me, bro. I think it was four, but either way, like I, I'm, I was sick and tired of the turn style coach, like only give him four years to figure it out and then leave. And now we got to change culture and change everything. Um, you get mass exodus, as exodus of players. And then you get players that, you know, you're trying to recruit halfway through a coaching change. I mean, I just, I hate it. I, I want to see at least a little bit of stability. And then after, you know, six, seven, eight years, they haven't done anything. Okay. Then, then I'm on board. At MC Dendis, no surprise, we're not a good team. Actually scored more than I thought they would. Oh, and we will not win another game this year. Okay, so here's the thing. I was very skeptical about Liberty uh, beating Liberty. I really was. I didn't um, – I think Liberty's kind of sn- sneaky decent. I don't know if that's a term, but they're like sneaky decent. And yeah, they, yeah. They got a, they've got a lot of experience, like we talked in the pregame. As yeah, far as winning that, another game, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they won one or two, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lost them all. I mean, that's where I'm at. Right. <laughs> right. And again, so. beginning of the season, we talked about this. And I, I said I'd rather them play and be able to watch 
and, and, and have the kids be able to play because you knew that's what they wanted to do. And the coaches coached because you knew what they wanted to do and go 0-10 or 0-11 or whatever. I was willing to see uh, a losing an overall zero, zero win season um, just so these kids could play, coaches could play, and we could have a little bit of normalcy in this 2020 um, year. So I'm yeah. okay with it one way or another. Uh, Robert, on Facebook, no run D whatsoever. I have to wonder if our two starting running backs would have set out. In other words, where we'd be. You know, you think about the opt-outs. We're on our, like, fifth-string running back. Uh, Their leadership is glaringly missing, and Cisco being out doesn't help. They just aren't that good. And we talked about it. Um and I mean, he's right. And so you think about the, the dual threat it, it running back and what we could do to open up a passing game for Tommy and maybe not have to hold the ball so long or whatever. Or be Have options, have more options. And Sean Tucker has done a great job. Unfortunately, this is where we're at. We got Tommy on a scooter and Rex Culpepper's in there. <laughs> that's where yeah. we're at, right? So it's not. I'm yeah. not laughing, but he was on a scooter. So um, uh, I, I'm not laughing at that. But you know, that's where we're at. Okay. Yeah. But we don't yeah. know. We can sit here and speculate all day, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. But that scooter usually tells me Achilles injury it, every day of the damn week. But right, right. You never know if it's just something that could just just keep him off his feet. But either way, that's what that says to me every week. And, and you know, I think Liberty came out and they actually kind of proved what we talked about as far as the preview goes we talked about it um they are an independent um team and they do have a, a high level name as far as hugh freeze as their coach uh they have plenty of power five transfers i talked to a guy at work they had two two players from nc state transferred there that quarterback is a transfer from auburn um they're obviously getting recruits that Luis guy um i mean i think he was a freshman right so uh they got guys that um that are pretty good and have played and were recruited for Power Five uh, conference. So that's just not a normal um, mid-major like we talked about. And uh, I don't think that we've seen the best of of Liberty probably even this season. So uh, people can say one way or another, oh Liberty, oh this, oh that, and have their other reasons for not liking the fact that we lost them, but at, lost to them. But at the end of the day, they're I think they're going to prove uh, some people wrong and and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna cheer for him because just like every other team if we lose to a team i want that team to to do good so it justifies our loss yeah yeah i would i would i'm with i'm kind of with you on that this is not a popular thing to say either but i root for i would root for liberty to do good to for that reason mainly that you know, every there, time was a, there was there was syracuse media and just twitter accounts clowning them for their celebration in the locker room like why are you clowning a team that just beat us like that? It is their, it is their, you know, that's their biggest win of their of the program history for them. It's it's yeah. their first ACC win. They've never started off five and zero. Oh. I don't know if it might be their first Power Five win. It could be. It could and be you get a team like that with transfers and a four and zero, oh, and then they come in and win this game. I mean. Again, uh, it could easily be turned around is some of Dino Babers, right? I mean, well, I was it. just going to say the the Virginia Tech game. I mean, you know. The Florida State, Virginia Tech, right? All the, He's yeah. had a couple different ones, and those are just in conference. You're talking about an independent The, the Florida State one would be a better, the best example, right? But either because way, they they're all conference, right? Both sure. teams are conference games. Yeah. This is a Liberty team that went on the road. I think they've only been Division One for like two or three, three years or three something years. like that. Three years. So um, again, you're talking about the biggest win of the program. Um, this is this is well warranted. So you can clown it all you want because it's not us. But I mean, we've we've had speeches like this um, beating conference opponents. So what does that say about us? You know, yeah, and I, just, I think I mean, in, football in, in, to football, right? And that's where I stand. Right? That's where I stand. You feel it's a big enough win to make a ruckus in the locker room. By all means, I guess do it. You know, you don't yeah. want you don't want the other team making a ruckus in the locker room. I guess you just beat them, yeah. right? <laughs> if right. you don't want that to happen, beat them. So, yeah. you know, it would you know be who you know when you make you know when you make fun of that is next week or the week or a, one of these coming weeks when Liberty loses to some mid-major team like who knows, right? South Alabama or something, and you're like, oh, remember the time when Liberty was cheering like they were something because they beat Syracuse, like. That's that's when you clown them when they actually go ahead and lose. But right now they're five and zero, oh, 
Um, and, and they, they still traveled. got a couple more games against some ACC opponents, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, David on Facebook, I want to cry. Culpepper was okay, but dropped passes, no protection, and the defense can't stop a runny nose. FML. Yeah, well, obviously we had some <laughs> – we had some dude, the holes that that dude was running through, um, Shedro Lewis, the holes that he was running through, some of those were just unacceptable, man. Like, I could, I mean, if I was a little bit quicker, I could have scored. I mean, but I mean, you know, I could run through those holes, I could, I could give. 40 yards off of some of those holes, you know? So yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was crazy. It was, it was more, it was like two or three of them at least. So, yeah, it sucks. Daryl on Facebook. This was a bad loss, but I see brighter days ahead for this football program. I completely understand why Rex is starting. Rex give us, gives us the best chance to win, or does he? Time to see what we have on our two backups. So if Rex goes down, then what? Dino absolutely has to get one or both some reps. This is a very young team that's out there playing this year uh, due to many reasons. Stop with the fire Dino. Zero chance that happens at season end. Effing players. Oh, effing players to catch passes. Coaches can't hold their hand and do it for them. He goes on a little bit, but the... um, Daryl throwing some shade on the fans there for the for the fire Dino chance, which they're starting to. I mean, just wait, just wait. After what are we going to hear after Clemson? I mean, don't we expect to just lose that game? Are we going to go there again too? You know, um, but uh, yeah, huh? <laughs> yes, he says yes. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, anyways, in, there's a lot. And like there. he says, he sees brighter days ahead for this football program. Guys, we've got a good recruiting class coming in. We want to touch on some of that stuff. We want to remind you of what kind of what this is going to look like. There's a lot of players that are coming in that are really talented. And you got to remember, we got some four stars coming in, and we haven't had those in a long time. I don't think it's now is not the time to fire Dino. I think that's ridiculous. He's been doing really good at recruiting. And he's got this group, this this group coming in next year. You got Devito is going to have another year if he wants it. So, you know, next year will be night and day. Are going to get spring? No, I believe. Right? Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- this is like a trash season right now. But next year is going to be totally different. So, a hundred percent. And and we. Yeah, we talked about that um, overall, and we opened up our pockets. Wild Hack opened up his pockets. We don't we don't pay our coaches, our assistant coaches enough, and that has a little bit to do with it too. Um, anytime a coordinator or somebody gets a, a better paying job um, or a chance to go somewhere, I mean, there's there's some uh, coordinators that, that you know, like Steve Sarkeesian, some of these guys in Alabama, Georgia, some of these coordinators they get paid so much at these SEC schools that they don't even go and take these head coaching jobs because they just may make as much money and they win. So we haven't had that type of uh, situation as a private school in New York. Um, you only get so much money for that, and finally we found some type of way and to open sucks. up some. Well, you know that too, but open up the the checkbooks and actually get some um, some coordinators in there that can recruit and 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 give us a little bit more of an upgrade. It's just I, obviously that takes a little bit of time, right? This is almost like not pressing the reset button, but you change things, you bring in new coaches and different expectations, and then it takes a little while to kind of put into place, right? You make the plan, you have an idea, you make the plan, then you implement it. Uh, uh, Brandon on Facebook, he says, "Um, I hate COVID." It's awful, and I can't wait for this nightmare to end. But at least because of it, it has done anything for me. I can honestly say I don't waste money on season tickets. I'm glad I didn't waste money on season tickets this year. Well, look, I understand that. You got to wonder if the whole COVID thing didn't happen where we'd be, though. See, that's yeah. like the first hindsight's the, 2020. Right? Yeah, that's, we're not. He, we're not. I promise you, without that, we are not where we are right now. No. I guarantee it. I guarantee no. there's no way. I just don't believe. I just don't buy that. And we'll never know. But that's my opinion. Well, we have two. Well, we'll have, we'd have two running backs. Well, we have a right. couple other players that <laughs> yeah. didn't leave the team, especially a couple of receivers. And uh, we would have had a situation where we there'd be a little bit more cohesiveness. We'd know who we have and what they can do. And our coordinators would have had time to work with our guys. So, no, I don't think that it would be the same. 
yeah, it'd be a little different. But let's just assuming that the, on the on the premise that he's bringing, yeah, and can't wait for this nightmare to end. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm going to stand by what I said. I would rather watch football and go 0 and 11 than not play at all, right? Yep. So I mean, that's I still believe that. I mean, I still enjoy watching the games. I still enjoy razzing and having fun on Twitter. So during games, otherwise Twitter can eat it because it's a horrible, <laughs> it's a horrible place. Jacob on Facebook. I think at this point we need to kick the tires on some of some more of these freshmen and sophomores that we have and look and see what we can do in the future. We have some decent players planning on coming in the next season. And he goes on, but he's exactly right. And that's what we were talking about. Next season's going to be totally different. Just to reiterate what I've already said. Zach on Facebook. Zach, top fan on Facebook. Thank you, Zach. You're the best. Uh, offense sadly still looked better with Rex running the show. See, he thinks it looked better with Rex running the show, Joe. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you on that, Zach. Guess people have figured out the three three five really sucks. My love for SU football has taken a massive hit. I'm still a lifer, but the train wheels are coming off of the tracks. Look, the the numbers that I said in the ugly earlier in the show with Andre Cisco in and out. That's the difference in the three three five. We just don't have a a someone as talented as as Cisco to fill that rover spot right now, and they're searching. So, no, <laughs> that's that's that. Um. So, anyways, that's it, Joe. That's all I got. Any closing thoughts yeah. for you? <sighs> well, a couple. Oh boy, here we go. We'll be here another fifteen minutes. Oh, here we go, right? Yeah. Um, no, they uh, just saw an update on the point spread. Oh, what is it? Is that 40 yet? 44 and a half. Get the hell out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> That's how hard these damn gamblers hit it. They they nailed yeah. it. I mean, and, and I was going to tweet it, but I didn't want to be a negative Nancy, but I wanted to tweet it out, man. It's at 37 and a half. Go put some money on that. Like, yeah, cause it's, now it's at, now it's at 44 and Now and it's a, a little iffy. You. Now it's a little. Now you're now you're getting the waters of like you know, um, D- Dabo not wanting to embarrass Dino, right? At the same time, so. Well, yeah, he didn't have a problem embarrassing George Tech though. So yeah, well, you know, George <laughs> Tech, they probably deserved it, right? No, but, um, but to go back to one of the comments though, with um, talking about uh, trying to get some of these young guys in, especially the quarterbacks, Jacob. Uh, yeah, I, Jacob on Facebook. Yeah, I think right now. Especially going into Clemson. Um, again, I think you got to give that to Culpepper. You got to give that to that redshirt senior oh, guy. Oh, that was that was um, top fan Daryl, by the way. Sorry, that was, t- yeah, that was that, um, top fan, top fan Daryl. You know, Darryl. the twenty-three-year-old that's going to be strong enough and and to to take those hits. And I mean, this this could be a rough game. Timeout. It's going to be a rough game, and right. the last thing we need is to bring uh, freshmen in that's never had a, a snap in college football come in and play against Clemson. So I'll be more on your side um, once we get past this Clemson situation. But, uh, yeah, you don't throw any of those freshmen out there um, against Clemson. No way, no how. Not a quarterback. Yeah, Sorry. that's a tough call. I could see I mean, a case where they would, and game, I can see a case where they don't. Start them. Oh, no, you're not starting them. No. Um, okay. Look, that's it. One more thing before we go. Uh, I got an odd tweet today and I've gotten a couple odd tweets mentions. Okay. And yeah, I still had some questions about this too, by the way. So you'll okay. be able to answer them now. Go ahead. Yeah. So this, this, this happens once in a while and it's, I can't think of a time it happened on Facebook, but it probably has. It's happened numerous times at Sandra Moore, at Sandra M39 and a bunch of numbers. I don't know. She says, at Kusamosha, get ready to go back underground where you belong. Unwelcome in America. Because this is not the 17 or 1800s. So there is no use for an armed militia anymore. Well, Sandra, I mean, all you literally have to do is look at the bio on the Twitter account or click the picture 
I mean, are you? She's just randomly. She probably randomly just cussing the word out militia. Yes, and she was yes. probably just shooting them out at every single one yes. of them, right? Yes, and we get this from both sides of the aisle, in which I mostly just ignore. But today, for some reason, I threw this out there because I felt like it was funny because she was just totally ridiculous. Most of the time, we'll get tagged in something, like some kind of comment or something, and it happens everywhere. But um, That's funny. That's crazy. I promise you, Sandra, this team is not as armed you, and dangerous as you think they are. Okay? I promise you, Sandra's not listening. I promise. Oh, I guarantee that, right? Because well, didn't you try to hit her back up and she blocked you or something? No, I just retweet. I just quoted her tweet and she blocked me. Yeah, I mean, well, everybody, and thank you to Syracuse Twitter who got on that quote, that quoted tweet that I put up there. Thank you to everybody who got on there and just ruined her day because um, it was, some of it was hilarious and it's just such a joke. We live in a time where you're just going to jump on a, on, a, on a trigger word and let's be honest, man, you know, all you got to do, like I said, is click the profile picture, look at the bio, man, and you realize this, oh, this is just a kind of a, a fan page thing, which right. is clear. Like a sports thing, right? It, yes. Yeah. Yes. Or read well, maybe it. she's just like, wow, here's this racist who really likes Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. Read a couple tweets. Something. And that goes for, for everybody that tags me. It goes for the, the, the other side of the aisle who, who tagged me and odd things that I don't want to be affiliated with. So yeah. anyways, it's called it, do your homework. It's called do look at my profile. Bef- yeah. That's all you got to do. Click yeah. a button, read. Anyways, you get all- <laughs> anyways, I want to thank Sandra for the laugh after an awful sports weekend um, with Syracuse. And I really appreciate it. So I screenshotted this because I knew she would take it down and she has. I wonder um, if she likes Syracuse. No. no. No, that's not why she's on Twitter. No. Oh, okay. She's she's trolling people. So, anyways. Um, look, thank These you. People don't do that. Huh? Oh, yeah. Never. Never do they do that. Um, look, I want to thank all of you. I want to thank betonline.ag, manscaped.com. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.